Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, man. That is yummy. Mm-hmm. This thing could be your food. Welcome back to the great podcast of the 25th century. This band could be your food. I am your guide, your host, your captain, Nathan Palin. I live uh, in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, New York, the home, the home of a lot of Polish people. This is a Polish immigrated area. No, I am not Polish. I am not Polish, but I blend right in. This is a place where you can get a lot of different types of kielbasa. There are a number of different shops. There's a number of different kinds of kielbasa. Did you know that? I There's a lot. And uh which is very comforting. Uh I don't eat the stuff because it's I, I it's not organic. I bet you 1 billion dollars that none of the kielbasa is grown on an organically sustained farm, but the one time I did get it, I I enjoyed it very much. So when the day comes and a nice organic kielbasa arrives in the butcher shop two blocks from my place, who am I kidding? It's still not good for you, but it is delicious and it is, as I said, comforting and that is very appropriate for today's subject. The band from Australia, ACDC. You know what's great about ACDC is everybody likes ACDC. At least a song. You don't have to look too hard. Just turn on your radio. You're going to hear Back in Black. You're going to hear You Shook Me. Go to a wedding. You're going to hear You Shook Me All Night Long, as you should. But it's not going to be as good as ACDC does it, because no one does ACDC like ACDC. Now, they're back. I don't know if you knew that they were gone. They kind of weren't gone. They don't, they don't ever really go away. They just sort of morph. They had a few bumps in the road. They had a drummer who tried to off his wife, and they had a singer who couldn't hear anymore, and the rhythm guitar player died. Malcolm Young, the de facto band leader, the guy who's responsible for putting it all together in the first place. So, you know, more than quite a few bumps. But alas, they have returned. They have a new record that sounds great. They have as many classic members as you can ask for, and they're doing it again. So for this week's show, I brought in a guy that I admire deeply. His name is Kyle Peterson. He sang in not one, not two, but three excellent bands from Madison, Wisconsin. You got Brass Tacks. You got a band that was called Shot Down, who was like my favorite rock and roll band back in the early aughts. And the singer of a Bon Scott era ACDC tribute band called The Bon Squad. What a great name, right? And they single-handedly exposed me to all of this great early ACDC stuff, which, as you may or may not know, is the best stuff. It's not as slickly produced as Back in Black and everything afterwards, but great songs, great hooks. Anyways, him and I are going to talk all about it. Here we go. Me and Kyle Peterson talking about ACDC. Blam! Thanks to see you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You were the first guy I thought of and uh, for this ACDC chat. And actually, this is the first time that uh, a fella recommended that I talk about this band or a band uh, yeah. who, who's 10 years old. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 10-year-old guy. He's learning the guitar. He's uh, the son of a couple of <laughs> friends of mine in Madison. And um, he not only had the band in mind, but also gave me the food idea. 
which, which I so thought good. was, which was exactly what, <laughs> what I would have done. I would have done the same thing. Um, so uh, I don't want to go right into it, but um, you're the guy I thought of, you know, cause you were singing in that ACDC band yeah, yeah. and kind of turning me on to like the whole, an era of ACDC that I didn't really know about. I think most your generic rock guy around like the United States of America might not know that, you know, there was a whole life of ACDC before Back in Black. You're the singer of the Bond Squad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how long it's been since you guys have played. It's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever it happened, it was the greatest concept. You uh. guys do nothing but Bond Scott era ACDC, which, as we all know, is the best ACDC yeah, there is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was always, and, and you know, you also sang in Shot Down. That's the first time I saw yeah. you yeah. when we were doing kind of shows together. I was always trying to get you guys on bills and trying to play with you guys as much as possible. Um, and then you were in, were you in Brass Tacks before that? Yep. Before I, that and then after that. It was kind of, it was Brass Tacks then Shot Down. And then uh, Bon Squad was always in there too. And then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of, it's a, Totally. It's Whenever a, it's available. Right. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, but cool. So is brass tax going on now? No, we haven't done anything in okay. like three or four years, but sure. we did some shot down shows here and there for a while. Nice. A couple years ago. You know, as I was thinking about you and I was thinking about ACDC trivia and you know, it's, it's kind of tough to find a whole lot about them. They really keep their trap shut about most things. Yeah. And they're really like good at that. And I don't know if that's like part of the, whoever their management team <laughs> with, with that with that crew you know because um you know like let's it, they seem almost callous in a way you know like yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna do rock and roll you know and it it doesn't matter you know what phil does or you know if brian can hear or not or if <laughs> if, if bon scott you know allegedly dies in his car choking on his vomit yeah. we're, gonna, we'll, we're gonna talk all about that because yeah, yeah. i've been i've been kind of researching that whole thing yeah. Um, I know there's a, there's a book out maybe not yeah. quite a year ago. Have you read that book? I have not, but I've read okay. excerpts and I, I know about it. Uh, sure. Okay. So overdose, overdose theory. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Good. Who knows? It, it, uh, I mean, it makes sense. And as they said, you know, like Bon Scott having, you know, the alleged seven double whiskeys in a night, normally that wouldn't put a dent in him. Yeah. <laughs> But it yeah. seemed to, you know. They also kind of said that he had he had like overdosed two times before that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to say. So, uh, where did you first hear about ACDC? Do you have like well, a memory about it? I, I do. I remember well, uh, "Dirty Deeds" on the radio mm. when I was a kid, and I was in kindergarten, and <laughs> uh, a friend of mine would would have me sing "Dirty." There was like these sixth grade girls that would smoke cigarettes and. Like, <laughs> Rocker he would go yeah. go sing dirty deeds to these girls. They would oh, they think I was so cute and rub my head. And, oh man, I'd be dirty deeds. And, oh, look at this cute little kid. He's great. And, uh, little did I know I'd be singing these songs, <laughs> getting paid to sing them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's but yeah, so that's, that's like pretty much my earliest ACDC memory. Right on. But hey, you know, listen. The problem is with singing ACD songs is that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That's the reason why people, more people don't cover ACDCs because singing <laughs> it is impossible. I remember whenever I, I would, 
if I would try to imitate like Brian Johnson, I could do about two lines and then like, I can't sing anything else for the night. Like, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's like a magic trick. Yeah. That is, that's pretty rough on the <laughs> Yeah. Bon, I could never really do it. I just did it my own way. And I've kind of sure. weaseled into trying to hit some of the, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. better. I got better at it. When I yeah. first started doing Bond squad, I was pretty much terrible at impersonating Bond. But they really didn't want to do either, you know. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, you get better at it. I think with practice. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for me, my uncle was really into ACDC, and um, like I might have been seven or eight or something, and we were over at their house for Christmas, and somebody had bought him the "If You Want Blood" cover. You know, yeah. which has famously got- uh, a, a guitar sticking through Angus while he's lying on the floor, photoshopped very well. You know, back in those yeah. days, that was yeah. pretty impressive. It scared the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had to be in the next room for the rest of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I know a, a buddy of mine gave me the record. Yeah, it was from an uncle of his or something. Oh, you got to hear that. We were all in the kiss and, you know, everything heavy enough. Holy, just that album cover. And you put yeah. it over the back and it's like stuck in his back. And totally. <laughs> it looks so real. So, yeah, it was so uh, awesome. And I knew uh, Brian Johnson stuff, you know, back in black was gigantic. Oh, yeah. And I heard I heard that after. Mm, and okay. and um, and then there's this whole bond, you know. That's where I really learned about bond as a kid was through if you okay. blood. Yeah, right on. I mean, that's a good starting point, essentially, yeah. like them live. Also, you know, playing the hits, playing Riff Raff. That's 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 been my uh, my tune that I play when I'm like checking my guitar just to see if there's anybody in the room that's going to be like, ah, (laughs) and uh, maybe once somebody came up to me and like mentioned it. The name has got to be because it's such a great riff, right? It's got a riff. There's no way that. (laughs) Yeah, for (laughs) sure. They're they're monster riff. Totally. We all are, but. All right. Well, before we get too far into ACDC talk, uh, traditionally, we start talking about what food we think they are. Um, I think you might listen to a little bit of the podcast. Now, you know, frequently I start with the origins of the band and the origins of the band are Australia. And this band is a pretty meat and potatoes, down and dirty rock and roll in its simplest form. When you ask them, like, so what music you've been listening to these days? And they go, ah, we just got some Chuck Berry records. And like, that's about it. Like they, they, they're never <laughs> going to. I, I heard an interview when uh, Stiff Upper Lip came out and yeah. they, they were asking him, you know, what bands are you guys into? You know, what are we just, and Angus and they all, they're all sitting around and Angus goes, nah, the Stones, you know, like, no, <laughs> they're, they're hoping for some new young band and, you know, sure. 20 years ago now, but it's still, man, the stones, like that's pretty much all they list. They were <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And you know, it almost seems like I wouldn't put it past those guys where in their off time, they're like not listening to music at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's probably got some like killer, like painting hobby or something <laughs> in his back room. I mean, no, nobody knows what those guys are doing when they're not doing ACDC and they're not, they're not doing ACDC all that much. Right. But, and I think, I think Phil Rudd's up to no good, but, <laughs> is he is he back well, up to no good? No, no. Last I heard, he's doing good, and he's he's still kicking ass. You know, there's yeah. nobody like him. You know, he's he's the guy. For no, exactly. No, I like mean, nobody has nobody, played yeah. that swings <laughs> that simple beat. You know, yeah, it's it's almost as if he invented it. You know, I know, I know. it's just it's just like 
you know, like back beats, four on the floor, rock and roll. Yep. But, you know, but then you give him riff rap and he plays the heck out of that, too. <laughs> exactly. That's a punk, too, yep. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, you know, by yeah. the ins- by the inspiration of, of my friend Oscar, who who recommended we do this band. Okay, I forgot to hit record. Hey, this is probably sounding better now, so I'm going to do the first half with the Zoom recording. Thank I did that first. Um, <laughs> anyways, okay. Yep. But we're going to keep on with what we've got. Um, so by his inspiration, he said that he thought that ACDC would be an Aussie meat pie, which <laughs> sounds right on. Have you ever had an Aussie meat pie? I don't think I've ever had an Aussie meat pie before. Mm. Well, have you had a meat Have you, like, traveled to, like, your, any of the... I have, I've been to Europe. I've, gosh, I don't know. Maybe, like, a, a pasty or, you know. A, yeah. Yeah, I've had, like, a... Yeah, no, they, they, I've not they, had an Australian meat pie. Sure, yeah. I mean, they do these these like these, you know, meat based sausage rolls, meat pies, like yeah, in the UK, um, and that's really appropriate because you know the members of ACDC primarily come from Scotland. Scotland, yeah, yeah. Both yep. both brothers as well as well as Bon Scott as well yep. as Brian Johnson. I, I I think Brian Johnson is like right off the boat. I think he's from Scottish. England. I think he's is English. He? I, th- I believe is he? So. Yeah. Oh. Well, either way, he's not Australian. He's not Australian. <laughs> yep, Kyle is right. Actually, it turns out that Brian Francis Johnson was born in England. So, yeah, he's an English fella. But he wears that hat, so that's why I thought he was from Scotland. So give me a break. Um, but while I was looking up to make sure that he was indeed right, I found a little anecdote about the first time that Angus Young had heard about this singer, Brian Johnson, who used to be in a band called Jordy. Apparently, their old singer, the guy who passed away, Bon Scott, had seen them play and was really awestruck by them because he saw a performance where Brian was like singing his head off and then all of a sudden he was on the floor pulsating and screaming and yelling. And he said for like for an encore, they wheeled him out in a chair or something like that. And he said it was just the most amazing thing he never saw. And it turns out that later that night, Brian Johnson was diagnosed with appendicitis, and that's why he was pulsating all over the floor. But regardless, hey, happy accident. It made an impression on Bon Scott, and Angus Young remembered that when they called him up to ask him to be in the band. So how about that? Sometimes weird things work out, and carry on. So we, we're going to do an Aussie meat pie, but for my pie, I wanted to put a kick of Scotland in it, and I didn't have any haggis, <laughs> so <laughs> instead of using instead of using like your traditional cow meat, I used uh, I used lamb. Ah, well so done, well done. That's going to be my angle. Uh, I, I did see some recipes where you're supposed to put some Vegemite in it, and then I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that was one of my first thoughts. Was, oh, Vegemite! You know, you're thinking Australian, and I didn't. Have it. <laughs> I've never I, had it, and it, oh, it's off. I've heard it off. I've never heard a good thing about it. I feel like maybe I could go like now that I like can tolerate seaweed, I might be able to go back and and try it. Like it was one of like yeah. seaweed and Vegemite were the two things where like it hit my tongue and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out, not gonna do it. Like I can, yeah. eat, I, I'm pretty adventurous for the most part. Like I I went to Scotland and I did have haggis and it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I don't know if they make it as traditional as as like you read in the you know, about what's traditionally in the thing, but <laughs> just for fun, if you don't know what haggis is, or if you do know what haggis is, I found a traditional recipe for haggis. One ox bung bung. 
1.4 kegagrams of lamb's pluck, which is heart, lungs, and liver. 500 grams of beef or lamb trimmings or stewed steak. 200 grams of suet. What is suet? Suet is the raw, hard fat taken from the kidneys of cattle and less commonly mutton. And 500 grams of oatmeal. Mmm, sounds delicious. It actually is. Seasoned with black pepper, nutmeg, coriander seeds, and fine sea salt. Fine sea salt. None of that garbage sea salt. To flavor your suet. Carry on. Yeah. You know, hey, what's in a hot dog? What's in a, you know, we can dog. go on and on about Better not to know. Yeah. Did, you, did, you, <laughs> exactly. did you see the new thing? They say that a hot dog, like, takes off 37 minutes of your life. No. <laughs> <laughs> came not out last, last I'm not last came month. out last month yeah I know it's pretty <laughs> no, I didn't. so I guess it's brought worse here on no more hot dogs oh um, boy <laughs> alright so here we go so today's uh, today's dish ACDC is an Aussie meat pie here we go on the radio i think that album came out in was released in the united states maybe after right around the time of back in black because yes that's that right it was released in the united states because i know it was an album in australia before it was here but that's right they didn't want to release it they didn't think that it yeah. was uh gonna gonna fly what a, what a mis- yeah yeah but it did of course and yeah yeah, yeah and back in black was huge uh, sister one of my sisters i have twin sisters that are 12 years older than me and they were oh, all, okay. had all big collections of records, and I would always go through them. And oh, Back in Black was one of the ones that I just grabbed. I probably still have her copy. Nice, because I just played it over and over and over. Uh, it's I such a great, it's a great album. It's a, man, having older siblings, you yeah. know, people <laughs> with older siblings always listen to the best music. Exactly, you know, they, get that, they get that early thing. I never had an older sibling, but I, I I hung out with a guy who had one, and that's like where I first heard. The Violent Femmes record, like the first yeah. Violent Femmes record. I, I remember, like, it was the first time I heard like a swear word recorded. I was just, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> uh, a, a buddy of mine's older brother had that album. And yeah, it was almost like a gateway, as much as like thrash was to getting into punk. Was yeah. that just yeah, hearing? Totally. Was just hearing, you know, put the yeah. needle back on it. Like, oh my god, I've never heard that. Or, you know, <laughs> totally. As a, Ten-year-old kid, and then the funny thing about thrash is, is, like, I didn't get into thrash until like I had heard Anthrax's "I Am the Man." So like, I got well, into thrash through rap. <laughs> that's interesting, yeah. And then and then then thrash started to make sense, and then like it, it moved into like SOD and MOD, yeah, and, and yeah. then like that kind of like opened up the hardcore thing. Yeah, for yeah. me. So yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so uh, let's talk about the the origin story of these guys. So there, it's it's all about the Young Brothers. A lot of yeah. people think this is Angus Young's band, but this is Malcolm Young's band. Absolutely. He started this group and, you know, because they were inspired by their older brother, George. The Easy Beats. The Easy Beats. It yeah. all starts with the Easy Beats. Friday on my mind. Sorry. Love Those two. Sorry, sorry is one of my friends. Dude, sorry is the best. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> For 60s, that... Uh, blows me away yeah I, i'm a big i'm a big kinks guy you know i love all that stuff, oh but. god me too yeah yeah i mean the easy beats i didn't find out about them until later yeah you know until too. after acdc um and then those guys 
I mean, how much do you know how much that they had in a hand of of I know that they produced like their first four records like up until Highway to Hell. Yeah, George, I know that George know. and his buddy. Yep, Rhonda Young, and they did. Uh, I I know they recorded Rose Tattoo. Were another Australian band that were. Oh, and, and wow, okay. I'm, I'm not sure if they did the Angels or not. Those are like the three big in Australia. Yeah, uh, hard rock bands, but I, I know they did Rose Tattoo's first two albums. Yeah, the Red is all around the same time as Power Rage and uh, uh, sure. uh, let, let, let There Be Rock era, seventy seven, okay. seventy eight. Yeah, Rose Tattoo, which uh, Guns N' Roses is a huge fan of. Yep, and they covered Nice Boys, and yeah, we covered Nice Boys and Brass Tacks. So it's all, it all comes together. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So so then uh, so the, the, this band ACDC they start and they're you know they're trying to get they're trying to get up there and uh, they're trying to get a gimmick. They want a gimmick. And I heard that they tried a bunch of different stuff. Like they were trying different outfits. I forget what it was. It was the you know like a lot of the, the glam. They were just kind of part of the glam boot boy glam scene that was big. Like the it was like the Bover rock kind of the Slade. Uh, yeah, the big yeah. boots and uh, I think Malcolm was in a band called the Velvet Underground. Not of course that's right. Velvet Underground, but he was in a band. And I think Ang- Angus was in a band called Tantrum, I believe. And they were kind of it's right. just up that boot boy glam thing and the sharpies were big in australia that was kind of like the skinhead culture of australia it was a slightly different they had like long hair in the back and short, but it was very similar culture and you know it all kind of that's so australia. Together. yeah exactly <laughs> you have to, we'll do it but we'll do it our own way yeah know. totally yeah, yeah. And, and then well, you know that that famous day He's practicing his guitar after school with his schoolboy's outfit. And then, you know, speaking of the young family, you know, it's all within the family. His, the older sister said, you know what? You should just wear that to your show. That looks great. Yeah. Sure enough, he did. And, and, and it's debatable if it was like at 100% at the suggestion of the sister or they also said that they had a gig and he came down like right after school for the gig and it stuck. Yeah. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure which one it is, but. It's kind of like the name ACDC. You know, it's another one where they say it came from the, the sewing machine on the back of his sister's sewing machine. Yeah, that's what I read. And and then, but we had no idea that it was bisexual or ACDC. And then you see the earliest pictures of them and they're glammed out. And I'm like, I don't know if I buy But yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, you they're, know. you know, their first TV appearance that they're doing, they, they don't yeah. even do an ACDC song. They do Baby, Baby, Please, Baby don't Please Don't Go. Don't go. Yep. And, um, you know, they're showing the rest of the band and they show Phil Rudd and he's just like laughing his nuts off, <laughs> you know? And then finally they, they you know, they, and then you see Angus Young in his, his, his schoolboy outfit and then they go to Bon Scott and he's dressed up like a, a little schoolgirl. Like yeah. he's got a wig in with like a big, big ponytail. But he's so <laughs> tough, tough as nails. Yeah, you know, it's like even tougher than the, like the New York Dolls. You know, he's yeah. got tat- tattoos and he's <laughs> totally smoking totally. a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. But he, you know, he's not the original singer. Is yep. this fellow what Dave Dave Edmonds? Evans, Dave, Dave Evans. Evans. Yeah, uh, I don't know that guy's history, but he was. Yeah, I know he was in a glam another glam band after that, and he okay. was just on one. He was on one single, and yeah. he only sang on one of the songs. Uh, Can I sit next to you, girl? The original version. Yep, and then yep, I think yep. and then Crab City and Blue was the other side, mm. and that's an instrumental. So he got to sing on one song. Oh, really? The other one was instrumental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and so uh, they were looking for a singer, and they they turned to their chauffeur. 
Yeah. Apparently, Bon Scott was their chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. And, and he'd, he'd been in other bands. Taught, yeah. He was, in a, he was in like and, a doo-wop band, the Valentines. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, th- and then he, he was in a prog band. I forget yep. what they were called. Yeah. Um, so he was doing like completely different stuff than what ACDC was doing. And those in the know said that when he joined, they're like, I don't know if this is going to work. But little did they know, you know, <laughs> don't underestimate Bon Scott. Yeah, exactly. And he jumped in, you know, he was just amazing. And what largely what they said is like, you know, he's got this front manness, but he also was just like a street poet. Like his his words are very lyrical. I mean, they're obviously very like sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like poetry for just your average Joe down at the pub, you know? Like yeah, yeah. You know, he just kind of had a way of sort of like connecting with like a culture of people that, you know, otherwise, you know, wouldn't give, you know, two hoots about poetry or whatnot. But behind this rock music, just undeniable, these big chunky riffs and this huge sound, you know, whatever it was that that put him together, that original sound, you know, sticks to this day. Yeah. And they had, they had that snotty attitude, you know, just a sneering, snotty childhood you know like brat you know it's almost yeah. punk but you know but it's, yeah it's not you know and they did that magic thing by being a rock band but still like when they came out punk was happening you know? yeah but they were i mean they were not saying they're punk right but Other they people st- were they tried you know they tried to put that that tag on you know they wanted to package they, them but yeah exactly because they I, didn't want they didn't want that you know I don't, they I, didn't they, they didn't think yeah. like a straight up rock and roll band was going to sell i mean this was you know, this was like uh, late seventies. Punk is first hitting, and then there's other than that. You got disco. Like you just don't have like who are their peers in the rock and roll scheme yeah, of at, things. At, at that Maybe time, Zeppelin. Yeah. Like Zeppelin, I think is putting stuff out, but I mean, yeah, but Zeppelin already had. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they're like bloating themselves out at that point. Right. They bring it back down to basics: rock and roll. Malcolm is the man because he did. You know, he wrote yeah. the riffs. Yeah. Were the golden riffs, and yes, and, you know, to an extent, you know. Angus and and Bond were kind of just icing on this solid cake, you know. I mean, it's a, Abs- that's, yeah. that's maybe a stretch, but sure, you got to have those songs before anything, right? Yep. Yeah, and they had them. Yep. So they decide what they're going to move to England, right? Is that what they did? I believe so. Seventy-six. Right. The entire band relocated to London in an attempt to capture the UK. You know, and that's kind of where they were born in the first place, Scotland, part of UK. Uh, they were also trying to escape what was happening in Australia. It turned out that at that time, before 76, the majority of the audience was girls. Uh, and apparently that was a problem for them. I don't know, but whatever. To each his own. They said it was a problem. They wanted to branch out to a larger market. They came to London. And that's where in London they tried to promote them as a punk band. And ACDC themselves said, nah, nuts to that. In fact, they say that on a particular night when the punks would come to the show, Bond would threaten to rip the safety pins out of the noses, out of the punk rockers. So who's more punk there? Carry on. So they move there and um, they're playing all the time. Punk's happening. They're kind of getting a following. Um, but they're having a hard time breaking the U.S., I think. You know, the U.S. won't even put out all the records, as we said, like Dirty Deeds. Right. You know, didn't didn't get put out. I also heard. I think Kyle Motor told me this. Like, didn't wasn't the first U.S. release like a compilation of their first two Australian albums? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Like, our high voltage is a mix of 
their high voltage and their TNT. TNT. And yes. So it's kind of a mix. And then we got Dirty Deeds that came out much later. And then, it, you know, we got, yeah. we got like compilation albums, their first two albums. So it's weird. But I mean, I mean, there's something to be said. The way that that, that guy sings, like nobody sang like Bon Scott. Right. It made a it made an impact on people. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So eventually, you know, they 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 keep uh, they keep chugging away, and then you know, eventually they bring in uh, a new bass player. What's that, Cliff Williams? Yep. And, and they make their best record, Power Ridge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and and I don't know if I said earlier, yeah, but Mark Evans, who was on the earlier albums. Yep. And now he's in Rose Tattoo. So oh, another Von Hessen. Oh, I didn't know that. Full, yes. Oh, wow. And, and and Phil Rudd played with the singer from Rose Tattoo and Buster Brown. So it's all this, so many connections to these Australian bands. Sure. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Kind of, yeah, it's crazy. Do you know what city in Australia? Is Sydney. It si Sydney. Sydney, yep. So Sydney is the, the place. Yep. Wild. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, they make their best record. Then they... Uh, they decide like it, it. They can't figure out why it's not selling in America, and so they're like, "Well, we got one last chance. We we got to make this next one count." They bring in a new producer, enter Mutt Lang. Yep. And this is assuming you know who Mutt Lang is. His real name is Robert John Lang, otherwise known as Mutt Lang. At the time of him joining forces with ACDC to produce Highway to Hell and furthermore Back in Black, his credits at that time had included producing music from the Boomtown Rats, Graham Parker, Clover. Do you know who Clover is? Clover is Huey Lewis's first band, etc. Also the records. You ever heard of the records? They have a song called Starry Eyes that I recommend you check out. It's a great tune. But after he joins forces with ACDC, he goes on to like produce Def Leppard and Billy Ocean and Brian Adams and Michael Bolton. He ends up marrying Shania Twain. And then he does Nickelback and Maroon 5 and Muse and then it just gets worse. But he started out in a good place. So yes, a brief history of Mutt Lang. Back to our show. Now, Mutt, Mutt Lang kind of, he figures out how to polish these guys up and... Uh, makes Highway to Hell, which ends up being, you know, the swan song of, of Bon Scott era ACDC. But uh, Walk All Over You is my favorite track right. off of that record. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you guys used to open up with that that yep. tune? Yep. It's a perfect opener. Yeah. Or I actually, we, we would open up Rock and Roll Damnation and then go into it. Ah. Because Damnation was a little, you know, it's a, you break in, hear the levels, and then oh yeah, walk yeah, over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, nice. All right, so uh, at this point, they say that the great Bon Scott is uh, starting to show some wear and tear on him. They're, he's a little bit, uh, he's showing up to the recording sessions a little drunk. And, you know, he's still he's still doing his job, but not quite as much as, as uh, he once was. You know, he's kind of putting on some pounds and, you know, he's starting to feel the, the rock and roll lifestyle. Um, but they're kind of saying like, if he wouldn't have died, he might well as just left the group altogether. Wow. I, I did not know that. I, I, I don't know if I ever heard that. I knew, yeah. I knew he was going through a hard time with his divorce, I believe. Oh, really? I think that that was something that may have. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure. He certainly had girlfriends at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, th in fact, there, I think he was seeing a girl at the time of his death. 
who's not with him, but she she like pointed to a lot of facts about the song "You Shook Me All Night Long." I don't want I don't want to get ahead of myself, uh-huh. so yeah. I, so I, let me let me go back and I, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit. I'll, talk about her again in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the story is Bon Scotty has seven seven whiskeys and then his friend uh, set, you know drives him home from from a night of drinking and he doesn't uh, he can't wake him up once he gets to the house. So he says, all right, well, we're just gonna drive back home to my place and he, he drives him home and then he puts a note on his belly and says to give the, give him directions on how to get to his flat once he does wake up. And apparently that's the last that they've seen him. He apparently goes down later, and and he has choked on his own vomit. Um, and Ozzy Osbourne had stated, "Well, maybe he died of hypothermia." But there was not a toxicology report. They just said it was alcohol. And yeah, as we said, those in the know didn't think that that was really enough to you know sever ties with with this man. Right. This guy, this guy can hold his liquor, obviously. Um. But yeah, but they, they, there's a lot of suggestions that you know he was hanging out with uh, some fellows around the London scene that were into the into the heroin. Mm-hmm. I feel like I most of these band shows that I do here, I usually have to say that at some point. Yeah, so then that guy got into heroin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like ACDC, you know, they're saying like that isn't part of like their style. They really kind of wanted to bury that if that's the idea which isn't far-fetched i know i know we did a lot of speed you know a lot of yeah. coke but every you know motorhead you know all those you know they all hung out and of course yes well they were saying like he they're saying like he he wouldn't have shot it up he would have snorted it yeah yeah and who knows <laughs> who knows at this point no one's ever gonna know right so then the weird thing is and this is where ac dc seems callous Five months after his death, they put out Back in Black. And it's just like, you know, obviously these is this is the old days of rock and roll where bands are putting out an album like every nine months anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. It's like these days. Oh, my God. I'm still to try to put the follow-up record to, to Electric Automatic, and it's like 22 years. <laughs> I've been working on I, this thing. I put two, two full-length albums out in my life, so. Yeah, <laughs> it takes time, man. It takes yeah, time. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird, you know. And then, and then the really weird part, and this is where I I, I have to question ACDC's character. It's mm-hmm. not, and that's just five months later. But it's some of the best songs that they've ever had, and the poetry really does feel Bon Scotty in a lot of ways. Um, but to this day, they just said, no, you know, we had an audition. We brought in some guys and uh, Brian Johnson was uh, a guy who was completely different than the other guys that were coming in to sing. Uh, completely different than Bon Scott. And that's why we liked him. He was a new man and he still, you know, had pipes. The guy could sing. The guy had a presence on stage and they brought him in and, you know, there were the only other band in history that changed their lead singers halfway through their career and still still managed to have something. They got even bigger. Who's the other band you may be asking that changed lead singers halfway through their career? Well, of course, the mighty Van Halen from David Lee Roth to Sammy Hagar. But you probably already knew that. Carry on. Oddly enough, you know, they say that Bon Scott apparently had nothing to do with writing any of these songs. 
Well, this is Do this is a this is a debate that me and Sean Blackler are the, the Angus in our Bond Squad band. All right, yeah. I don't. Think? I don't. I don't see the similarities in the in the really? in the lyrical stylings of Back in Black to the Bond Scott stuff, where he he claims he I know that that was all written by Bond ahead of time and blah. Yeah. And I I don't know. I I don't hear it. Yeah, some of them, you know, touch much. Some of the rhyming schemes, I don't knocking me out with those American thoughts. There's just certain things that don't sound like Bond to me. Personally, uh, I, I don't know. All right, but that's just my opinion. And there's a lot of debate, but ACDC's always said that it wasn't. Yeah. So why would they lie about it? Yeah. What do they have to lose? Well, yeah, Bond. You know, somebody said, well, because of royalties. Where well, they've already got. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they seem. <laughs> They seem to be doing just fine. They just went right. ahead and recorded the second biggest selling record of all time. Right. Yeah. Behind Thriller, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard, so, it's hard to beat that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this this girl that apparently was hanging out with Bon Scott, they had said that they'd gone through like some notes of his, like she had had some notes, and she had said she was certain that Bond had written You Shook Me All Night Long. Um, and they said that there were some references about uh, double time, like maybe double time was this bar that he liked to hang out, like shooting double time on the seduction line. Um, I don't know. It's it's far fetched. It's far fetched. Yeah. And the book came out thirty five years after the exactly. I don't know. Who knows? Fair Who enough. Knows? Yep. Fair enough. All right, we'll lay it to rest. Brian Johnson. <laughs> How about this question? How do you pronounce yep. how do you pronounce Brian Johnson's first band? Jordy? I think it's Jordy. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Do you do you know what two songs that he sang at his ACDC edition? I'm going to no. the trivia section. No, no, no. Please let me know. He sang Whole Lot of Rosie and then he sang Nutbush City Limits, which is a Tina Turner song. No, he was I a, did not he, know that. He was a big Tina Turner song. And he went in there and they're like, all right, what do you want to do? And he's like, uh, how about uh, Nutbush City Limits? And they're looking at each other like, that's weird. Most people come and want to sing Smoke on the Water. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's see if we can figure it out. And so, so they did. They figured it out. They played it. And then uh, they got done. He's like, all right, well, I got to go. And they're like, well, where are you going? He's like, ah, I, got, I got another gig to do. Um, because he was, I mean, at this point he was hustling, yeah. trying to get gigs before he went to do that gig. He recorded a vocal spot for a Hoover vacuum cleaner commercial. <laughs> he went directly from singing this jingle for Hoover because his buddy was like writing and he's like, yo man, I, I need someone to sing this tune. He's like, what's it pay? He's like 350 quid. He's like, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> so he did that. And then he's like, well, I got to get out of here. I got to try it for this band. And, uh, <laughs> And, and he t he talks about this. He was on on Howard Stern, the story where he'd gotten a phone call from some woman. He's like, "Okay, we need Brian Johnson. You are you have been requested to audition for a band, but we can't tell you the name of the band." He's like, "Well, then I'm not going. What are you talking about?" He's like, "No, they they requested that you go down." He's like, "Well, I'll I'll tell you the, the initials of the band. It's AC, AC DC." And he's like, "You mean AC DC?" She's like, ah, "I told you too much. I told you too much. I can't tell you anymore." <laughs> that's great so he's like all right yeah i'll go down, I'll go down. <laughs> well bon, bon was a fan right of jordy did you ever have you ever heard that, that yeah they said that like, their two bands played shows with each other when he was yeah. in that prog rock band they would play with jordy yeah and yeah they, they and i was thinking i heard angry anderson from not to keep bringing up rose tattoo but i heard that he was asked but he was 
you know, Roasted Two was just starting to kind of come. They never made it as big, you know, but they were starting to come into their own and didn't want okay. to leave Roast Tattoo. And yeah. So there's a whole lot of debate about that, too, if they should have had him because he, he had more of a Bond sounding voice, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they their choice was to go with the guy that, that resembled the least of Bond Scott. And yeah. it, seemed, it seemed to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, they sold a couple records. They did. Well, I mean, I mean, they put out that record, and then they had a, they hit a bit of a a, a lull because people were yeah. complaining, like you know, they keep making the same record over and over again. Well, you know, like for those about to rock, it was a great record. God, yeah, it's a good record. Yeah, it's a good record. I don't think it's produced as well as is maybe Highway and Back in Black, but there's some really good songs on it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it it ended up being, I think, at the time. And for a while, like their best showing of a new record, which was like, you know, because Back in Black was so huge and just sold for eternity. Right. Then, then like, you know, the new record comes out and everyone's like, ah, and then they get yeah. it and they're like, ah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite Back in Black, but yeah. it's still a good record. Hard act to follow. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is like I was poo-pooing on, you know, after becoming a Bon Scott fan, being like, eh, Brian Johnson, whatever. I'm not going to go see him play. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, he's not in the band anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. how do you go see ACDC without with him? A with Axl Rose? They bring in Axl Rose. I, I kind of wanted to go. I'm kind of yeah. glad I didn't. <laughs> uh, because also, once again, they bring in what? Chris Slade to play drums. Yeah. And Phil Rudd was out because he was uh, getting into the crack. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, and he was like, the, yeah, the mafia and all sorts of. Yeah, he's trying to like kill his ex-wife and all yeah, kinds of. Yeah, you know, he's busy. <laughs> yeah, you know, getting playing drums for a while it gets old. Might as well yeah. try to <laughs> off your ex-wife. Branch out. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things to do. <laughs> Australia's a small country. Who would find yeah. out? <laughs> Man, it's weird. Yeah. So um, you know they bring in they bring in Axel who like what he like breaks his foot after a week and then he's got to do like most of the show sitting down sitting down <laughs> so bad <laughs> man so yeah so now the original band's back pretty much yeah you got Phil Rudd Cliff Williams he said he was gonna quit I he didn't Cliff, quit yeah yeah it's great <laughs> yeah it's great is it I enjoy it yeah I enjoy you know it's not as memorable or, but. Sure. I mean, when Black Ice like came it. out, I thought Black Ice was a great record. That's a great record, too. These last two ACDC records Power are up. solid. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I plan to go see them as soon as I can, because I, I, I'm tired of my heroes dying before I get an opportunity to see them. Yeah, you've never seen ACDC. Never seen ACDC. Yeah, no, you should go do it. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, so at Wrigley Field, that was great. Just yeah. the, the atmosphere. Right, and, right. Uh, one of the, the most fun things about it, you know, everybody's dancing, you know, having a good time because everybody yeah. knows all the songs. And, and nice. I looked over at like there's people, like concession stand workers, and I look at them and they're dancing. And the, usher, <laughs> the, uh, the ushers in the aisle are <laughs> And I was like, this is great. Just people, you know, it's cool to see a band in a gigantic venue that everybody's just having a good time. And totally. To, you know, you never see that. I love going that. to concerts and just like the bouncers up front are just like, why did I sign up for this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah. like ACD, they're the, they're the band. Like you're at a party, like what's the next record to play? You know, it's, it's a can't miss. You put yeah. it on and like the party keeps going. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's good stuff. May they live on for, well, the, the remainder of this next tour. I'm hoping they're right. on tour again. <laughs> yeah, right now, to. that's how do they, they have to? Yeah. Especially, you know, the new album and everything. And Yep. 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 All right, man. Should we uh, dig into a pie or what? Yeah. How do we, do we take a break? I got to run into the kitchen here. Yeah. You got well, yours, uh, I got, I got to, I got to run upstairs and grab mine and then uh, we'll be set to go. We'll bring them out and we'll turn the mics back on and dig in. Sounds great. All right, man. Talk to you in a second. All right. Yeah. Bye. Okay. There you go. Let me see. Ooh, that looks good. Nice. Yeah. Looks well, real you know, good. My girlfriend's a chef, so she oh, put it together. Man. I can't. I'm, I cheated. I can tell she put the right, the right, because this, this, this guy's mine. Yeah. I, I used uh, oh, yeah. this, this ram. Can I have her come over? I'm gonna have her come over and take a look. <laughs> Check this guy out. Yeah, look at this here. Oh, did the yeah. Ravenstein, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I wanted to, I wanted to make little guys, but I, I didn't <laughs> want to go through all the hassle of, like stuffing a bunch of little muffins, muffin yeah. tins. Um, yeah, well, well, we also we have a friend, oddly enough, whose name is Rosie, from uh, Australia. I, from hey, Australia. What are the odds? And we asked her for the ingredient. You know, what would you, what do you have in an Australian meat pie? Okay. So she gave us her recipe, and Missy. Made it up here, and all right. Uh, I mean, can you uh, can you tell me what the recipe? <laughs> do you know what the okay. recipe is? I, I actually, yep, I had it. Write it down here for me. Uh, we right. used we used uh, sirloin, nice. ground beef. She said use the king of steaks. What did she say? She said use the um, king of steaks. King of steaks. I don't know what that. King of steaks, you say? Hmm. Um. She might be referring to Pat's King of Steaks, which is the Philadelphia restaurant specializing in cheesesteaks, which, while I was looking it up, it turned out uh, a month and a half ago, if a New York City resident was uh, killed outside of Pat's King of Steaks. Philly's, Philly's rough, man. Or else maybe it's considered a tenderloin? I mean, honestly, I feel like whatever kind of steak they're using in the Philadelphia cheesesteak would probably be the same steak. I can't imagine that you're going to use a really choice cut of beef for a pie but maybe i mean obviously the better the steak the better the pie but it seems unnecessary especially if you're going to buy this after a night of drinking outside of a 7-eleven so anyways we just learned nothing carry on portobello <laughs> mushroom Ooh, nice onions tomato sauce okay beef bouillon worcester yeah if i'm pronouncing that right yeah uh short crust pastry and a puffy pa uh, pastry on top yeah it's weird it's got two pastries yeah I did like two pastries. Yeah. <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> I had to buy two pe two crusts. I had to buy two crusts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I and I could tell right away when I saw your pie. I'm like, oh, they used the right top crust because it's it's like, uh, yeah, like this yeah. puffy pastry kind of deal. Yeah, um, they like had, a pie. So, somebody had recommend like a, uh, a Pepperidge Farm makes a good a good fake uh, top crust for this kind of guy. So yeah, so it's pretty similar to mine. I'm 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 bummed I didn't put mushrooms in. Um, I uh, I actually cut up a little bit of carrot in it, and then as I said, I used lamb, onion, um, a little bit of chopped celery, like real like diced super fine, so that it could all yeah. you know kind of like get in there and and 
and whatever. And then, uh, then I went fancy. I put a little red wine in there, cooked the red wine. You know Ooh, what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. And then after that was all sort of in there, then I started putting in the uh, the beef bouillon um, with the water, um, the tomato sauce, the Worcestershire. Yep. Um, a little salt and pepper. Yep. And then uh, mixed up three tablespoons of flour. I mixed in with um, a quarter cup of the beef bouillon water mixture um, to thicken it up, give it the gravy. Yeah. Once it was yeah. all together, put the gravy in there. And I made that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it all up yesterday and then heated it back up today and then uh, put it inside with the crusts. And then uh, put uh, ketchup on it. It seems like they're like it does, doesn't it? Seem like you should have ketchup on it. <laughs> they, they, they say they put they say they put tomato sauce on it. Tomato isn't that the same thing? I think. I mean, it's not the same thing, but I, it's not. But I can't imagine putting tomato sauce. I feel like it's going to need a little bit yeah, more. Do, do you open a can of tomato sauce and pour right? it? Right. Exactly. At a restaurant or something. No, I don't know. I feel like there's there's, there's got to be more to the story. When yeah. Like I bet I bet you the Australian tomato sauce has got to be like a like a different animal. Right? Yeah. I yeah. Would think. Thicker. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, cheers. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Let's take a bite. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah, man. That is yummy. Mm hmm. Super good. Mm hmm. And I feel like we're eating this at the right time, too. It's uh, late at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually record these, usually record these shows that we're eating at like lunchtime. Yeah. But I, I've already I've already eaten dinner. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So now this is our fourth meal is a yeah, meat, it's a, meat it's pie. The meat pie snack <laughs> before bed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So make to ensure that we snore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it yeah. it beats it beats screaming into the pillow until you bleed. <laughs> As my mom always said. That's all. <laughs> I wanted to put I wanted to put um steak sauce on top of that yeah but i i felt i felt like that some tomato based things should have been the way to go um but this is real good i was half thinking of putting i've, I've been um hip to the idea that we all should stop eating so much dang meat yeah like you know i was reading you know like i saw there was like this special about these athletes that you know, basically proven, you know, the idea that you need it for protein is just kind of garbage. Like, yeah. There's protein out there in the world. You can get it in all kinds of stuff and your body seems to work just fine. And in fact, those people that eat really, really less amount of meat seem to live the longest of anybody in the world. You know, well, now that we got kids, you know. Right. <laughs> but we could enjoy this delicious Australian meat pie. I mean, th with, in the name in the name of ACDC, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all in the name of ACDC. Absolutely. You know, we blame them, right? Um, <laughs> um and then, and then the other, the funny thing is, like, I feel like I should have a beer with it, but yeah. uh, this, these ACDC guys, and I'm I'm having a beer with it, but these ACDC fellas, they're a bunch of uh, teetotalers. These guys don't even drink. Well, I know they used to. <laughs> they used to, absolutely. I know, and Malcolm, yeah, yeah, Mal Malcolm. I think, I think he drank himself too. Yeah, well, he drank himself silly. Bad, well, he, I mean, he actually quit the band for a little bit so he could sober up. Yeah, like sometime maybe the eighties, late eighties, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He was just he just said, uh, "The only way that I'm going to survive this is if I, uh, you know, take a break and come back to it later." Yeah, he was. 
he was looking like a mess. I think. Yeah, yeah. But but Angus, surprisingly, I think maybe he they they said like people that knew him said they like could think of him drinking you know like a handful of times, smoked a ton of cigarettes. Yeah. But other than that, just kind of like lived off of rock and roll guitar, and then like drank tea. Huh. Like him and Brian Johnson, whenever you see these guys do an interview, they're like drinking tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're so, so not what they appear to be. But I mean, you know, the guy's what sixty. He's got to be pushing damn near seventy. Right. Got to be pushing it at this point. Right. No, no more meat pies for them. No way. <laughs> So, uh, you you know that band, the the Chats. Yes, <laughs> I love them. I love them too, man. I love them. God, that they ACDC CD song. Yeah, ACDC like, CD. When I first saw that video, I played it like sixteen <laughs> times in a row on my phone. I couldn't get enough of it. That video is so great. How do they? How do they do it? It's so I ridiculous. It's so. The songs great. are so dumb, but they're so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> great. I love them. Yeah, I'd love to. That's a band I'd love to see live. God, me too. They were <laughs> they were coming here before the pandemic. Uh, I mean, I know that they've they've played the states before, like done something, but not too often. But like they were going to uh, be promoting that new record, not East, but the one before ACDC yeah, CD. Yeah. That's just a single, isn't it? I, I don't know. I think so. It's great. I know it's great. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm on Smoko. I think that was their big. Yeah. Their first. Their first. That, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Hey, okay, so let me hit with more trivia questions. Sure. Why was why was Bon Scott rejected when he tried to join the Australian army? I have no idea. He he had a criminal record and was socially maladjusted. Quotes. <laughs> socially maladjusted. Not a shocker. <laughs> As a teenager, Bon got into trouble with the police for minor offenses including petty theft and absconding abs from custody. This record was bad enough to keep him from joining the army. But he wanted to join the army. Ah, what happened on June 16th, 2003? <laughs> There's no way you're going to guess it. No, no. Okay. Me. That is the date that Angus died. You mean Malcolm? No, Angus. CMU, the daily music <laughs> newsletter, the daily music newsletter of Unlimited Media, Inc., issued a false report that Angus had passed away at the age of 48 on June 16th, 2003. Oh my goodness. It's, it's it's unclear where the story came from or who okayed it, but nonetheless, <laughs> that's untrue. <laughs> Angus is quite alive and well. <laughs> uh, wow. Never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, is that weird? Yeah, I don't know about that's pretty that. Great. Yeah. Oh, hey, how much money did Bon Scott have to his name when he died? Man, that is a good question. I thirty thousand dollars. That's it. No, not a lot. That's all he had. Oh, yeah. He didn't get to see any of that that uh, back in black money. Yeah. Yeah. When they really probably started making money. Yeah, yeah. They said that he had played drums on a couple of their early demos. Because before uh, being in the band before in the being in the band, he was a drummer. Yeah. Yeah. He I think he had drummed for a band, but um like hurt himself in a motorcycle accident. Like way back in the day, nineteen seventy four maybe, which is yeah, that's before he's that. in the group. Yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah, so that's his deal. Well, cool, man. I think we did a good job here with the ACDC and the pie. This pie is so good. Yeah. Oh, my wow, God. What a great suggestion. That, 
that was a 10 year old kid came up with this idea. 10 year old kid came up with this thing. He's never even been to Australia, but I tell you what, when I go see ACDC, I'm going with him. Yes. That is a wise choice. <laughs> yeah. If it's out here, I'll fly him out here. If it's in, if it's in Madison, I'll go there. Maybe I'll see him a couple of oh, times. That would be great. Yeah. I'd be super excited. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for joining me. Thank this, you. Thank you for having for this me. Play. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. So Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You're, you'll be my go-to uh, punk rock authority when it comes to awesome. go, going down the road here. Awesome. Um, thank you very much. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate it, man. Mr. Peterson, thank you so much for joining me with that talk. The man did his homework. He helped me uh, seal up a couple blind spots in my quote-unquote historical knowledge of ACDC. So good to talk all of that through. And thank you, listeners, for checking out the show. This band could be your food. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. I put a convenient link in the description of our episode here. So whatever format you've chosen to check this out, you're going to find a link. And if you click on the link and rate on the show, you can help me with every review I get to have a bigger slice of meatloaf tonight. So please, right now I get a modest slice of meatloaf and I'm hungry. I want to have a big old slice of meatloaf. Don't ask me what that means because I don't know. But next week, we're going to talk to another fella that I grew up with back in Wisconsin. Him and I, we are going to discuss... The finer points of the band, Wilco. Wilco's a band that uh, Eugene feels very passionate about. And so I'm going to let him guide me through the history of Jeff Tweedy's Uncle Tupelo side shoot group, The Wilco. And I hope that you will join us. You will hear me share an amazing story about how my oven door exploded while I was cooking the food. And the timing was perfect because I had to do this ACDC episode and the Wilco episode back to back, recorded them within 24 hours. So I was preparing the food within 24 hours. And as I was about to start the first one, the oven door exploded. So shout out to my neighbors for letting me borrow their collective ovens. And a shout out to you for listening to this outro. Thanks again for tuning in to This Band Could Be Your Food. I am your host, Nathan Palin. Cook on and rock out. Ciao, ciao.